Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday to everyone out there in the world. Jack Knowlton, Kenny Van Doren, Peyton Haverman. We're back, The Unwritten Rule on KCOU. Um, we had NBA Finals last night, all that fun stuff. Um, we're going to talk Debo, and and yeah, first things first, Kenny, Peyton, how y'all doing? Very good, uh, Nolton. You know, I'm working injured, actually. Uh, I've got a oh. lot of bug bites on my left arm, but, you know, we'll we'll persevere. Is that from all the we'll golfing you've been doing? Because you live on a golf course? Uh, I have done zero golfing this summer, thank God. Unreal. That's on. Un- mm-hmm. You live on a golf course. I don't like golf. What are the bug you? bites from, Peyton? Like, uh, why do you, you know, have bug bites in your arm? Uh, lifting weights outside. Uh, were you pulling uh, weeds again? Pumping iron. That, you were pulling weeds. That. You were pulling uh, weeds. Pulling weeds. But, uh, Yard you know, work? I do big, a lot of outdoor work. I'm big weed big guy. guy. Big um, weed guy, Peyton. Peyton. This is a PG show. Come on now. Um, but, you know, you know, I'm an outdoorsy guy uh, to any female <laughs> listening. You know, I like walks. Uh, I love the beach. This is not a Tinder. This is not a Tinder profile. This is a sh- this is a radio show, sir. About he likes sports. One Direction. He's six foot. Drives an Audi. Mm-hmm. Peyton, thanks I for thanks for uh, saving all of those puppies from the burning um, Humane Society building. Oh no, no problem. I was on my way back from my philanthropy event. Oh nice. Um, I like to give to charity. Yeah. But, uh, I, I saw I saw puppies in danger. I had to step up. You know, big charity guy. Uh, speaking of charity, uh, the Warriors decided to donate a win in Game One of the NBA Finals to the Boston Celtics. Uh, the first NBA Finals Great game. Segment. Did you guys? Did you guys actually know uh, this is the most expensive? This was the most expensive a ticket at uh, um, their arena was like in the, in its history. Do you guys know that? Isn't that crazy? Well, well this it is, is the first time it's uh, they've had yeah, a. I know. Uh, 
a game or like a big game there. I'm making. Well, I guess of, they've had the playoffs there, yeah. But I'm, I got you. I'm making fun um, of ESPN. They they decided to say that they were really excited about the fact that it was the first. What's their what's this arena called again? It's Chase Chase Isn't Center Chase? Arena. Yeah, yeah, because the last one was Oracle. Uh, this is only the third loss in Game One for Steve Kerr in a playoff series ever. I think he's twenty and three. Wow. In Game Ones as a coach. Uh, it was that a pretty big phenomenal. loss for them. And, and I actually like saw this. I forget who it is. It's one of the uh, broadcasters for the Rockets, like one of the, the game broadcasters. He was talking about which uh, team do you think entered with like more of wanting to win this game? Like which team wanted to win the first game or, you know, Steph Curry is entering his first finals in what is it like six years without Kevin Durant? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty big, pretty big test for him. Pretty big test for his career to show that he can win without Kevin Durant. I know he won his first ever finals without Kevin Durant on the team. Didn't win a finals MVP, but it was a, a you know, pretty good showing for the start of his career or the early half of his career. But, you know, going into this series, you know, a team like the Celtics, rich in winning history, they've been to half of the finals ever or Eastern conference finals ever. So which team do you think entered with the bigger chip on their shoulder wanting to win this game? Um, you know, I think it, it was Golden State and then they just ran uh, into a team that's been giving them problems all season. Boston, I think, is the only team with a positive point differential against the Warriors this year. Um, they're like and they're like plus like 73. Like it's a lot. Um, you know, they're the best defensive team in the NBA for a reason, or at least they have been since February. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was just a, it was just a solid performance. I don't think anyone on golden state played badly. I mean, Curry had 34 points. Uh, Clay Thompson had 15 Wiggins uh, vaccinated all-star starter, 20 points. Um, Will Chamberlain had 12 in this game, but I mean, Horford Horford, I think has, has turned back time for the ball for the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum, Played and oh, that was another thing I wanted to say. Jason Tatum, I mean, he had twelve and thirteen, which is good. He was he was spreading the you know passing the ball well and stuff. But this was a game he didn't need to take over, and they still won. That's kind of a scary sign, I think, if you're Boston. Yeah, I mean, not really. He shot, I think, like three for seventeen or something. He was not very good, but I mean, it's just like it was kind of just the rest of that lineup really took over i mean al horford has found the fountain of youth this year uh jalen brown was good marcus smart poured in 18 Derek white has been just an unbelievable pickup for them because he's a dad now uh, dad strength mm-hmm. i mean is it girl dad just, strength I mean, or is it just dad strength is he a girl dad i think it is a girl i don't know okay yeah I, uh, basketball players do a girl dads have you know they, they go off they do Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Celtics but ball. Yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, like, I mean, just that fourth quarter, I mean, they moved the ball so well. They couldn't miss from beyond the arc. I mean, and do you know how many games uh, on this roster, like the entire uh, roster of the Celtics combined, how many finals games they've played in? Zero precisely zero and yeah. they were completely unafraid they absolutely dominated that fourth quarter yeah they had that graphic at one point that was like what uh the warriors had like over a hundred years of finals experience combined and the celtics had none yeah mm. like it, i thought i couldn't believe that i just 
I don't know. Al Horford's been around so long. I thought maybe he'd been in one. Thought maybe someone on the bench could have caught one. I don't know. It's just, but I mean, they're unafraid of the moment. Yeah, I thought entering this, you know, seeing a team that's been, was the best team of the 2010s, one of the best franchise runs of, you know, they're competing. They were looking like the Bulls for a little while with, you know, how deep that team was, the 90s Bulls. You know, it's, I wouldn't say it's the hardest thing in the world to build a dynasty in basketball. The Spurs have done it. The Bulls have done it. Lakers, Celtics, Warriors. It's not that hard of a thing. And the Celtics team, you know, it's a pretty young core with Jalen Brown and, and Tatum and, you know, these guys can make it back, but like Peyton said, they're not playing scared. Uh, these guys look like they've been like their experienced playoff contenders. They look like they've been to the finals before and the way they bounced back in that second half was just incredible. I was actually at a space Cowboys game. When I left the game, the Celtics were still down by 10 and I got the car. I did the radio station wasn't working where I was. And I got maybe 20 minutes or 10 minutes away from the stadium, turned it back on. And it was like, that's 13 in a row for the Celtics. And I just like couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like how how well these guys, they look like they, they're experienced finals players. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, Al Horford turns 36 today and he's doing these kind of things. His first finals, 15-year career, um, you know, so good for him. Yeah, they were down by 15 late in the third. I swear, like, I wasn't, I wasn't at home either, and I swear, like, I went to the, like, bathroom when they were losing by 15 and came back, and they were just, it was a two-point game. It was like, it was like that. And now, I think if you're Golden State, you know, the Celtics just marched into your building and stole home court, home court advantage and punched you in the mouth. I mean, how are you gonna, how are you gonna respond to that is, is the big question. But if there's a team that can respond to it, I feel like it is the Warriors. I mean... Steph Curry's not going to be deterred by this. Klay Thompson's not going to be deterred by this. Um, you know, certainly Milwaukee native Kevon Looney is not going to be deterred by this. He's grabbing 20 rebounds every game. Anyway, um, yeah, so huge win for the Celtics. Game two is on uh, Sunday, I believe. And it might be tomorrow, actually. Nope, Sunday, I was right. Um, June 5th, yeah, 120 to 108. They beat, the, they beat the Warriors. Do we have any other thoughts on this? Anything we noticed from this game? That's that's one last thing I want to throw in there about yeah. the NBA Finals is how many off days there are. I I remember seeing this when, I, when the Warriors and the Cavs were playing each other like every other year. And like that's like the when I first got into really into basketball, like watching it, and I just could not stand that. That is ridiculous how they have two off days in between mm-hmm. home games and then three off days for travel. That is stupid. Yeah, it, I think like. There's a stat out there of how long the whole playoffs are and then how long the finals is. It's only like it might it, the finals might be longer. No, probably not. But it's it's not that far off for one series versus, you know, many. It's kind of it is dumb. It's always been dumb. It's always been dumb. We're going to say something Peyton. Mm-hmm. Uh no, I still think the Warriors will take the series. There's just so much experience. They've been in this position so many times uh i just i think this will be a very good series the celtics are so good uh but i i just have a hard time believing that the warriors will have 17 runs happen to them every game and really take them out of it yeah i agree i agree yeah we'll have to see how the warriors respond who knows um game two obviously still in um the chase center in San Francisco on Sunday. Um, moving on, Kenny, Peyton, I'll let you, you know, take this one to start. Uh, what's going on with Debo Samuel? 
He's he's being yeah, held, he's I being actually, held hostage. Yeah, he is being held hostage. Um, I was looking, I was just like listening to the radio and I heard about uh, John Lynch had some comments about how he'd be a fool to trade Debo Samuel. Um, and I, I think that's going to be funny when he does trade Debo Samuel. <laughs> and then that comment's going to come back to him and bite him. It happens like with a lot of GMs, happens with owners all the time. Um, I, I do think, you know, like he won't be traded this year. But, you know, if you're not going to, if you're going to keep playing Debo Samuel the way he doesn't want to play, we've seen NFL players hold out. We've seen them not want to play. It happens, happens all across the league. Um, but, you know, just from this, I know Peyton knows a lot more about Debo Samuel's usage. And do you, Peyton, do you believe that Debo Samuel would ever hold out if he keeps being used more like a running back than a receiver? I don't know if Debo Samuel will really like hold out. It's just really interesting because. Debo's probably going to get the biggest contract a receiver. Well, he would have gotten uh, the biggest contract a receiver's ever gotten from the 49ers because he's so versatile and so useful at so many different areas. Um, But, I mean, he's thinking about longevity. I mean, he's going to take a lot more nasty hits if he lines up at running back as much as he did last year. Um, I don't know if he'll hold out necessarily, uh, he could, but I mean, I still expect him. It hasn't been like a super duper ugly exit. I mean, he just requested a trade and they've just, it, it hasn't been like everyone really, uh, bad mouthing each other back and forth. So I think there's a little bit of hope that maybe he can still just play out his contract and then go elsewhere. But I don't really I, he could easily hold out and force the 49ers hand either way. It will end with him not being in San Francisco. So he just, he just wants out. Is that, is that it? He doesn't he just... like the way they use him as a running back and stuff uh, because he, it, it will, he is correct in assuming it'll shorten his career because you're going to take a lot worse. Hits yeah. At running back. Um, but surely wherever but he I goes, think... like he's going to try and do that too. Right. I mean, he could probably force like his way to a team that would promise to not use him like that. Uh, It's just a weird situation because like he will get so much more money if he is as versatile uh, as he was last season, but he just isn't interested in doing that. Yeah, that's that's something. Kenny, what do you what do you make of it? Where's Debo going to go to? Yeah, yeah, and that was the thing. I was probably just going to throw some teams out there. I know the Jets were circling around for a little bit. The Dolphins teams that probably need you know a skilled receiver like that. And I know the Dolphins now have Tariq Hill, so it's probably not in, you know probably not in contention anymore. But I, I think the Jets would make a lot of sense. I know a lot of t- a lot of people have thrown that that way. Um, the Bears. I don't know how much the Bears have to trade for him. The Bears not are lacking. Happen. The Bears are lacking receivers. Uh, I think they have this quarterback. You know, probably has some draft. Probably has some capital. Oh yeah. Uh, throw him in there. Uh, get some receivers. Uh, who's who's the backup for the Bears this year, Payton? Trevor Simeon. Yeah, get oh. some weapons for Trevor Simeon. I think that would be the the best option. Why don't you guys you sign a, um, Mike White? Bring Mike White back. He's good for Mike one game White? a year. Mike, Mike White. White was on the Jets. The Jets guy. He was in the- oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot about him. Uh, yeah, no thanks. He's not very good. <laughs> pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a pass on that one. Fair. I feel like I, I saw the graphic. Was it Rappaport that tweeted, these are the teams that should be interested in Debo Samuel, and it was every single team? 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, every team should be interested in Debo Samuel. No matter how good your receiver core is, you will get a lot better from adding someone like Debo because even if you don't use him at running back, he is so versatile from just a receiver standpoint. He can line up out wide and attract a team CB1. He can eat up uh, yards after catching the slot. He can You can have him run jet sweeps occasionally. I mean, he's just got so many uses. Um that he really any OC that knows what they're doing would have a field day uh, scheming around Debo Samuel. Interesting, interesting. I I think I don't know. I mean, how do you like? What do you do if you're John Lynch then? Because I feel like you can't focus too much on trying to get him to stay. You have to try and I feel like at this point maximize whatever you're going to get for him. Like so, yeah, I mean, forty. The 49ers are trying to contend. You know, I, yeah. I don't think they would trade away their best offensive weapon. You know, I know they have one of the best tight ends in football in Kittle, but they have the best all-around wide receiver, a guy who can do a bunch uh, for your offense. And I know they're they're looking at it, your quarterback change. You know, if Garoppolo is healthy, they're going to that, weigh the options of trading him. But they're a team that, you know, was contending. Did, I, did they make it to the NFC champion, NFC yeah. title last oh, yeah. year? So they lost the NFC title. Like this team, I know they were a wildcard team. They didn't win the the West, you know, it's a very tough division with the Rams, but it's a pretty good team. A team that has a solid defense, uh, some big pro bowlers, all pro guys on that, on that line. So all around, I don't think they would trade away their best weapon if they're still trying to contend this next year. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a tough situation for them because now you're assuming Garoppolo is gone uh, at the very worst situation for them. He's going to back up Lance. So trading away, your best offensive weapon is not necessarily good at all for a first year full-time starter. Um, but at the same time, if he doesn't want to play for you, you got to get some value back for that. Um, because Debo's worth a heck of a lot more than the comp pick you'd get for letting him leave in free agency. So eventually um, I think this will end with a trade even if they're trying to compete this year, I think they're better off just recouping the massive amounts of value they can get for him at some point in the year. And then Peyton, what team is he going to go to? That's a tough one for me. Uh, I could still sort of see the Jets, even though they, they prioritize receiver in the draft. I'd love it if he would go to the Bears, but that's just not going to happen. Uh, Ryan Poles does not like to part with draft capital. Um I could legitimately see the Packers making a move for him, and that oh, yeah. sucks, but I could definitely see it. The Panthers, I think, could do it. Uh, there's a lot of teams that could do it. I mean, the Panthers could pull off if they really wanted a Debo and Jimmy Garoppolo like deal, like just total. Yeah, and imagine if McCaffrey's healthy on that team. There's a, you know, a couple sneaky offensive weapons already on the Panthers. You know, pretty mm-hmm. above average defense. That's a team that could sneak in, sneak its way into the playoffs if Garoppolo's healthy and that's they a, get Debo. That's a fast Absolutely. wide receiver room. Debo and Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore is still there. It'd be a very, very good receiver room. Do you guys want to hear my favorite Robbie Anderson story? I think that when he didn't realize Sir Purr. No, the thing he did in New York. What did he do? Uh, you can't tell the story. I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, gosh, no. I, the Sir Purr video is funny. Yeah. What's that bear doing? What's that bear doing? That's Sir Purr. 
I I Why always wondered that? Robbie Anderson for, in, in for... his like profile photo. I, I like had a fun hair too. I liked his hair. He was on my fantasy team. Big help. Thanks, Robbie Anderson. Um, ball threat. Yeah, the Packers could be fun. That would give uh, Aaron Rodgers a better cardboard no, cutout. No, it would not be fun, Nolton. It'd be horrible. <laughs> It'd give Aaron Rodgers a better cardboard cutout receiver to chip golf balls into instead of MVS. whoop de doo That's what he had to use at the match. Did you Did you guys see what Tom Brady said, by the way? We should talk about that, too, before we go to break the match. Um, that was, of oh, course... I forgot that was happening. Yeah, that was, of course... Um, it was Brady and Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen um, playing golf. Rodgers and Brady won, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they played 12 holes. There was a whole lot of trash talk. Uh, I didn't get to watch. I didn't get to watch it, but I've seen like clips on Twitter, and there's a video where they do like a chipping challenge, and the basket they chip in is like a wide receiver from each player's team. So they did. Uh, it was Kelsey, Mike Evans, and Diggs, and. Tom Brady, before the challenge, goes, I think I'm going to win because my receivers don't leave me. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae <sighs> left you, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill left you, and J- Josh Allen, no one's left you, but someone will leave you. <laughs> That's what he said. And then he did win. Him and Aaron Rodgers won. So He did win, yeah. I guess credit to where credit's due. Yeah, uh, well, it, it does help that uh, you know Tom Brady's a good teammate and Aaron Rodgers is not. It's true. He's a, good, but- he's a troll, too. He is. That's why he's the best quarterback of all time. Because he's a troll like you, Peyton. Mm-hmm. That's good. He's ju- he's in the same game as me. We're we're not too dissimilar, Tom Brady and I. Same tier. <laughs> same tier. Mm-hmm. S tier. Uh, Kenny, did you watch it at all? I did not. I totally forgot it was happening, and I saw that. I think it was Tom Brady was late to his first first tee or something. Wow. I, I don't know. I saw a tweet that it said he was late. He also made fun of them for wearing shorts uh, because it was unprofessional. So, yeah, Tom Brady's a troll. Shout out the match. Next year, uh, when it features, instead of old and young, I think they should do um, Kyler Murray and Tua against... I'm trying to think. Uh, Nobody wants to see Tua golf. No, I think they should do a tall short instead of a instead of an old young. Oh, so then it'd be Josh Allen again. Yeah, Josh Allen uh, again, and Brock Osweiler. And Brock. Yeah, they'd uh, they'd get who, big. Big Ben was tall. It'll be Big Ben, and they'll take Big Ben out of retirement. Was golf. tall? Yeah, he's not in the NFL <laughs> anymore. It's a was. Okay. Um, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out the match. Any other things before we kick it to a quick break? Oh, we got to read the text line when we come back. We forgot. Do we have texts? Yeah, do we yeah have there are a handful of texts oh, today. Do we want to do? Do we want to do them? Uh, <laughs> no, I'll do. Wait, I'll do them. I'll number, do them in quick Penny? hits. Yeah, I'll do them in quick hits. Number first. I don't know the number. I'll yeah, read it. It's on the box. I'll, yeah, take, exactly. I'll take. this Jack, one. I'll Jack, take this one, Jack. Kenny. You can read it today. I'll take this one, Kenny. Uh, hold on, I got to pull up the tweet. Uh, the number. It's on the dock. Uh, what I'm, I'm too late. Number is uh five seven three five five seven. Did you tweet it? Five one three Did four. You tweet it. Someone tweeted it. Five seven three five five yes, seven. It's tweeted. Five okay. one three four. Shout out Dwayne Wade. Uh, okay, we're taking to a quick break. When we come back. We'll have quick hits. Uh, it's currently three twenty four Central Standard Time here in Columbia. We'll be back with more unwritten. Everyone has their favorite moment in sports: the NBA Finals, the Super Bowl. The Penalty Box on KCOU 88.1 FM. Wait, what? You heard me right. 
Join me, Peter Camp, and my co-host, Jack Knowlton, on Thursdays at 4 p.m. as we talk about news surrounding college sports, the NBA, and the NFL. And don't forget everyone's favorite segment, the Penalty Box, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Come join the fun. Do you like helping people? Do you think that sexual health education is important at Mizzou? Do you want to grow as an individual? Yeah, Lisa, that's definitely me. You need to apply to Sexual Health Advocate Peer Education, SHAPE. SHAPE is saving the world one barrier method at a time. Their peer educators give presentations all over campus in the Columbia area on topics ranging from abstinence and healthy relationships to anatomy, STIs, and barrier methods. How do I apply? Just Google SHAPE Mizzou. You can go to studenthealth.missouri.edu and apply online. Wow, thank you so much, Lisa. I want to be a SHAPE peer. Do you love watching the Olympics? Do you devote hours of your life every four years to watching all the Olympic action? The Gold Standard on KCOU is here to keep you updated on the sports and athletes you love to watch, even when the Olympics aren't on. My name is Kara Brown, and each week I sit down to talk Olympic sports and athletes, and I always talk about figure skating. Be sure to tune in to the Gold Standard Tuesdays at 10 a.m. because the sports and the Olympics don't only happen every four years. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. And per peer pressure by Peyton, I went back to the show goes on this week because I I decided to be nice. Um, We just got done talking NBA finals. I don't want to hear it, Peyton. Um, this is not a troll anymore. This is not a joke. Okay. I take these things very serious. You do. Show goes on matches our show tune better than float on. No, right? because our show is good and we need to play better music such as no, a better our show song is good. It's the half hour mark. We need to go on <laughs> or we'll we need to float, float on. on. Maybe float on should yeah, be the end. Kenny. Yeah. No more, no more clocks. The- yeah. Maybe we'll do. F- oh, get rid of clocks. Yeah. Ooh, that's a, that's, that's a bold claim. It's a bold claim. Right. Uh, yeah, we're Quick back. Quick hits. Quick hits. Um, Kenny, number, do you want to read the text now? We've no. Of- oh, I'll read the text, yeah. Uh, the first text is from our friend Jack Sobel, host of The Overthrow. He said Peyton is absolutely shameless for making her, for saying I'm an outdoorsman, comma, females, end quote. So I think. <laughs> I, anyone know? Uh, next one. Anyone out there. And then another one is, I think it's a Cubs fan. I'm not totally sure whose number this is. It's a new, new text. New text. Uh, 8525 said, hey, Unwritten Rule, longtime fan. Can you please ask Peyton thoughts on Ace Marcus Stroman's outing today? Smiley face. Well, you know, I'll, I'll answer that because, yeah, Stroman sucked today. He gave up nine runs. But um, that was Stroman's first bad outing in six weeks. Um and there was still a bit of unluckiness to it because he ended it, yes, with nine runs given up, but uh, he struck out seven, only walked one, uh, and that was over four innings. Uh, had a, a really ridiculous fly ball home run rate, um, only a 215 XFIP. So, yeah, not a good outing, but uh, I'm not worried about Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman, by the end of the year, will have a sub four ERA. And we will not, he will be the least of the Cubs' concerns. 
Did you just turn into I like think, a... Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Kenny. I'll say my point last. I think XFIP is one of the weirdest stats ever. I love it a lot because it just like fits narratives that I like, like with mm-hmm. Rafael Montero as an Astros reliever. But it's almost like an expected stat for an expected Well, like, it, it stat. takes into account fly oh ball gosh. rate, fly ball home Yeah, rate, but right? FIP That's is cool. already... FIP is already like an expected ERA. Like it's an expected yeah, it's ERA without things that you can control. I know it's not a good stat anyway. Like it's just like a, it's a funny stat. You two sound like yeah, fax but... machines. 2.45 XFIP. That's just what <laughs> I, it is. MA robot. That's the reality of the situation. The metrics show Strowman will be just fine. The metrics. No, the expected metrics to the metrics is what it sounds <laughs> like to Kenny. Expected. Uh, yeah, the expected metrics. Baseball That's what it is. is it's an expected only, expected. That's unreal. Baseball is the only stat I will look at, uh, like, for any, like, every day I will look at the actual, like, advanced metrics because for baseball, they're the most useful. I'm That's, not looking at players' VORP That's for the NBA Finals or a player's EPA per play in the NFL that often because that's lame. Um, yeah. All right, Kenny, next text. Jersey of the week. Uh, no more text. There's Jersey no more text? of the week. Wait, wait. No, that was it. Those should, two. Should we do? Uh, should we do? Do we want to just uh, throw it to a break and make another Zoom room? We're running no, out we're of time. No, we're fine right now. We keep we're it. We're fine now. We All can right. do this. Yeah. All right, we'll fly. Uh, Jersey, Jersey of the week. Uh, it is a Mike Bibby Vancouver uh, Grizzlies jersey, green with the trim. Uh, this jersey is actually going to Jack Knowlton because he turned 21 yesterday. Happy birthday, Jack! Hey, this thanks. is your first first show as an adult. That's true. I've been congratulations, Jack. I am now old. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. I I was sad. I couldn't spend it with my, with my two of my favorite radio show co-hosts. Um, but yeah, you only have I, three. I don't feel old. I only have three. You're two of the favorite though. The other one's also. <laughs> We're in his top three. Yeah. You made the top, top three. three. Um, yeah. Top three, not three. I'm old now. I look I the Jersey looks clean. I'm excited to, to own it. So thank you, Kenny. It's very kind. Yeah. Very kind. Uh, Spelling B. Oh, Lord. Uh, do I have to do it? it was, it's my birthday. I don't want to. We can make Peyton Skip do it. it. No, I'm kidding. Right. I can do it. I can do it. Off the dock. Everyone off? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm off. Uh, number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, I can do that. Ready? Make it. Uh, so Giannis is, uh, well, do you, want, do you just want Antetokounmpo? Uh, sure. Uh, okay. A-N-T-E-T-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. A-N-T-E-T. Oh, wait. A-N-T-E-T. Yeah. Oh. T E T. Yeah. T E T O K O U N M P O. Correct. And Giannis uh, is spelled G I miss- A N N I S. Yes. Correct. Peyton, look at you. Good job. Uh, Andre Igudawa. 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 Andre Igudawa. Uh, okay. I'll take this one. Andre A N D R E. Igudawa. I G. U O D A L A. Correct. Uh, okay, so now there's two more. Uh, my pronunciation might not be great. I've only seen these guys on 2K. I've never actually heard their names <laughs> said. Uh, so Wesley Unseld. Wes Unseld. Yeah, it was, like, well, his full name is Wes. Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. He, he won a Finals MVP. Yeah. So that, that's our oh his Finals MVPs. Yeah. I want Iguodala. He's winning two, two-time Finals MVP. Soon. Wesley West Unseld. Uh, w e s u n s l e d. No. Oh no, s e l e. Sorry, what did I say? Yeah, okay. I yeah, said yeah, West Unseld. It. It's uh, yeah. It's been a long day. Okay, 
Uh, last one, John Havlicek. Havlicek. Yeah, I, I thought about it, but yeah, that one. Havlicek. Go, Peyton. Okay, so Havlicek. H-A-V-L-I. Havlicek. Is it just C-E-K? Yep. That's the first yes. time in a okay. while I've gone four for four. Uh, Let's go, Best beat of the week. Go on. Uh, best beat of the week was actually going to be Hector. Uh, is it? Wait, no. Who's the, the starting pitch for the Yankees, Peyton? Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. His uh, odds to win Cy Young dropped from 5,000 plus 5,000 to plus 15,000 in the last week. Um, so that was a big jump for him. So if you had if you had Nestor Cortez plus 5,000 a few weeks or two weeks ago, uh, you're probably really smart. Uh, Al Horford, best beat of the week, plus 1,800 finals MVP. I'd say that's a pretty good bet. That's a great bet. I'd throw, I'd throw a tenner yeah. down on that. For that value, why not? Now that I can gamble. I mean, he'd, he'd be the front runner right now. I'd still, I still think Steph will take it by the end. But... No, I, Peyton, no, it just can't. It never happens. It won't happen. Nolten. Even if the Warriors win, they are giving it to I mean, uh, if Gary they, Payton the like, second. If, if they had won last night, the MVP of that game would have been Steph. Yeah, that game, so, not the series. That's one. That's that. We're one game in right now. I, Iguodala. It's not Iguodala. Gary, he played Gary like Payton the second. Minutes. He played ten minutes. Dirty bird of the week, Jack. Who is it? It's Liverpool again. Yeah. Why, why, why is it? Why is it Liverpool again? Because they lost. To who? Real Madrid. <laughs> um, by the way, I was at a soccer for all store the other or yesterday, and I saw a bunch of Liverpool jerseys. Thought of you. Yeah, maybe and I thought people, of the Dirty Bird. Of the people week. returning them out of shame, probably. Yeah. Yeah, Liverpool uh, lost. Best... But it was the Champions League final, by the way, which is the equivalent to the Super Bowl for European soccer. So I am. Yeah, sad. That, I'm very. I sad. saw like a bunch of a bunch of fans got tear gas. Like it was a yeah, bad it was a madhouse. Outside. I am sad. Nothing and is fun com- anymore. Uh, and during the whole every soccer game, during the whole thing, Camila Cabello, Cabello was singing Havana. Just, yep. just in the background. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah, um, poor. Best thing you learned this week, Peyton. Go. Best thing I learned this week: uh, Frank Gore has retired. There will never ever be another running back like Frank Gore. Let me tell you, Frank That's Gore true. played a total of. Gosh, let's say 30 years, um, something like that, something crazy. Um, nowadays, offenses are moving more and more away from running-based offenses. Uh, and, I mean, running backs, the shelf life now is just so little. Um, we're never, ever, ever going to see a running back. I am willing to bet my life savings no running back will ever play as long as Frank Gore did again. Um yeah. Would have been really cool to see him uh, play with his son, but just could not make it that long. Uh, but his son's out. also not going to the league. Hmm? His son's also not going to the league. Oh, a team would have signed him and Frank Gore together. Yeah, it's like Bronny. Yeah. Like, He's a lot better than Bronny. That would have been a thing. At least for a, a preseason game, they would have played together. Um, Sell yeah, some Frank tickets. Gore played yeah. since 2005. Sheesh. And big part of my childhood, so it was pretty sad to see. That uh, is sad. I didn't know he retired. Mm-hmm. Happy trails, Frank Gore. Happy trails, Frank Gore. You're a real one. Icon. Just uh, the best thing I learned this... Career. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Best thing I learned this week, 
uh, JJ Watt is having a kid and oh. uh, Fitzpatrick finally retired from the NFL. There will never be anyone like Dang, Fitzpatrick yeah. again. Two legends. Um, <laughs> two legends. Fitzpatrick is actually in the, in the hall of fame. Uh, the steak eating hall of fame. He once ate like a 42 ounce steak. Uh, it was 80. Sorry. I think it was 80 something. Actually. It was 80 something ounces? nuts. Yeah. I don't oh know. It's like gosh. 40 or 80. It was one of those numbers. It was like 48 or 84. I don't know which one will kill you. That's crazy. Uh, which one gets you in the hall of fame. Yeah. Uh, but JJ Watts having a kid uh, with his wife. She's a soccer player for the Chicago red stars. I think mm-hmm. is the uh, NWSL team. Um, but good, good, athlete, a good quick question. Where are you guys sending this kid? Wisconsin or UNC go? Wisconsin. I'm gonna send him to. Oh, those are not great options. Him? Uh, not. I didn't know it's not gonna be a her. I think you said you sent you said him too, Kenny. You did. I'm yeah. sending this kid, uh, no matter what it is, uh, to Wisconsin. If I have to choose between those two, well UNC done. is a garbage school. Um, don't send your kid there. Go Wisconsin. Yeah, go Badgers. Uh, best thing I learned, uh, Columbia College, which is a, a local college here in, in Columbia, Missouri, where we have the show, uh, is really, really good at Rocket League. Um, they're in mm-hmm. the Rocket League like World Championships for college right now, and they're like uh, – I was watching it on Twitch today because someone I know is writing a story about it, and they're like f- like one of the favorites to win the whole thing. So go yeah. Cougars. Um, absolutely dominate the rock they won their first game like four nothing like they're they're crazy good at rocket league so shout out columbia college rocket league uh they know they know video game a kid from uh, hickman high school committed there to play to rocket, play rocket league? to play yeah oh so they'll come to find out uh they're very good at like everything at that school at the naia level yeah, columbia is college a is a powerhouse mouth. noted powerhouse mm-hmm. mizzou needs um, to take some players from there yeah we got a less than a minute yeah. left we got to do ratio of the week. Ratio of the week. Go. Oh my um, God. Ratio of the week. Ratio of the week. Uh, Astros acquire Cuban minor league infielder outfielder Jordan Alvarez from the Dodgers in exchange for right-handed pitcher Josh Fields. August 1st, 2016. This guy tweeted trade deadline over. We got poop emoji. Texas lands Beltron and Lucroy. Luno, a rebuild GM, not a GM to win a championship. Thank God Texans are back. 45 quote tweets today. Uh, people are going after this guy. It's over. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez Poor got 115. 115- $115 million today. Uh, rip, rip that guy. He hasn't tweeted in four years. So Yeah, poor Jason. Probably doesn't have the account anymore, or his phone's just buzzing, and he's confused as to why. Oh, or, or he died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, wow. All right. <laughs> we don't have to go there. It's very morbid. morbid. I can't say that stupid word. Um, yeah, we'll go to a break, and then we'll come back in a fresh Zoom room. Uh, you know the score. And they're gone. Kenny, that, that's so sad. The Zoom room just, like, turned off. Very big bummer. But... We got through quick hits because we're speedy. Um, Yeah, we'll be right back. It is currently 3.39 Central Standard Time here in Columbia. We'll be back with more Unwritten in a second. Hi, we are peers from the Sexual Health Advocacy Peer Educator Program, SHAPE, at Mizzou. We are stronger than ever this year. To refresh your memory, we provide a variety of services centered around sexual health education to faculty, students, and staff on Mizzou's campus as well as the Columbia area. We provide free barrier contraception methods across campus in residence halls, the Women's Center, and the Student Health Center. We provide sexual health educational programs to organizations on campus. We put on events throughout the year, such as Sextacular and Get Yourself Tested. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Kenny Van Doren, Jack Knowlton, Peyton Haverman. Uh, just got done with quick hits and all that fun stuff. And we're going to wrap the show up uh, talking a little bit of MLB. Uh, we're at the quarter mark of the season, or at least we were last week, but we didn't get to it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Kenny, Peyton, y'all know ball. Take it away. I think the biggest story is Tommy Pham punching... Oh, yeah. Uh, Jock, Jock Peterson in the face. Uh, we didn't talk about this earlier, but uh, it was over fantasy football. Everyone knows the story by now. Uh, Mike yeah. Trout is the commissioner. Um, it was a $10,000 buy-in, uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a lot of money to those guys. But if you if it's a 12-man league, you're making almost $120,000 off of fantasy football. That's a lot yep. of money, uh, a lot of money on the line. Uh, this is actually pretty funny. The ESPN headline says Reds Tommy Pham returns from suspension, says he's over fantasy football dispute, but believes Commissioner Mike Trout could have solved it all. And the one, the first quote they have is, hand is good, he told reporters. Hand is good? Hand is yeah, good? Yeah, because he, he punched oh, yeah. somebody in the face. Oh, like well, his, oh his hand I, is good. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, I get it, what Tommy Pham is saying. Like, oh, you could have solved it, Mike Trout. I, or Tommy Pham could just not be a straight-up lunatic and slug people over a not illegal fantasy football yeah, move. What I happened mean, in the league? So, uh, Jock Peterson had a player that was hurt, so he put him on the IR, which is within the rules. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to have one player on the IR, I believe, uh, or something to that effect. Right. Uh, and Tommy Pham accused him of stashing players, uh, and then Jock Peterson was like, well, you're doing the same thing, and screenshotted that. And then there was another GIF. Um, this was while Tommy Pham was a Padre, and Jock Peterson sent a meme that was mocking the Padres, and that apparently did not help my matters. Uh, uh, Jock apologized at the time for that, uh, but wasn't good enough for Tommy Pham. So Tommy Pham just kind of looks a bit off his rocker. Did he punch um, him in a game? No, he punched him before a game. Oh, nice. Like, while they were just chilling in the outfield. Um, but yeah, I mean, just... You know, normal, normal baseball stuff. That's yeah, very adult behavior. Mm-hmm. Very grown up. Yeah. It's also um, 
it wasn't unprompted. Uh, he actually texted Jock Peterson that he was going to do it. Like, I think, I don't know if he kind of like understood oh, that. that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't unprompted. Like he knew that he was going to do something. Like he was going to come up to him and do something. I know, I, I know Tommy Fan is just such a weirdo. Um, he's gotten into so many fights. He was stabbed like two years ago, Jesus. like in a bar fight or something. Like he's, well, he's been through I a lot. What yeah. A, yeah. Like he, he missed like two months of baseball because of it. What does a text like that? Like how, if you're sending that text, this is a good hypothetical. What do you say? I think I'd go with the standard. Today's the day period. I think Tommy fan might be the first athlete to have CTE without like getting hit by anything. Like the dude is just nuts. What would like, you- I think? I think if you got that text from Tommy fan, I think you're just like, Oh yeah, he's definitely going to do it. Yeah. Like he's, he's like a hothead. Like he, it's too invested into stuff that doesn't matter. Hello, kind Jock Peterson. Today, I will be getting retribution for your illegal use of the IR in our fantasy football league. Be prepared for a slap is what I would text Jock Peterson. Would you sign that? I would go enter, enter, sign Tommy Fam. Signed Tommy Fam. Yeah. Yes. I think I that's a good that. text. Also, Tommy Fame is bad at baseball. Just oh. Yeah, well, there. that's what I was wondering, too. If this happened over fantasy football, why did he wait so long? Why did he wait till uh, they were in their own sport? Yeah. Th- th- this was just the first time they had met since then. They were Wasn't playing it like 2020? No, it was 21. It was 21? Okay. I, th- yeah, I didn't know like how recent it was. Alex Bregman is actually in the league, too. How do we know who's on yeah. the league? Someone just leaked the group chat. Or people just kind of find out. They yeah. start asking around the clubhouse, and you find out it's just a bunch of like top players in the league, yeah. like well-known players. Like Trout just puts it out there. So my my next question is: Now that we've had this, and Tommy Pham got suspended, do you think that there are two NFL players who one of them has Tommy Pham on the IR because he was suspended and missed the games? Will they get into get in a dispute? during the football season over over stashing Tommy Pham on their bench. Uh, and who would those Javon NFL Wims, players be, actually? I want names. Javon Wims uh, would be a player I point out for that because he one time punched a player in the middle of the game for... Uh, I don't even know, because he's crazy. He punched the Saints um, guy, right? Yeah, he punched Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Probably Chauncey Gardner-Johnson <laughs> definitely had it coming, but... Um, yeah, I would say Taylor Lewan. Taylor oh, Lewan and Javon Wims, I think, are good candidates for that. I have a pretty funny Taylor Lewan story. Uh, he was on a he was on part of my take on Barstool recently. Yeah, uh, he he has his own podcast called For the Boys, another f- with a former NFL guy. And uh, Lewan texted Vrabel and said, "Who are we playing Week One?" And all Vrabel responded was, "Hopefully not the Cardinals," because when they played each other in Week One the year before, uh, I think there was five quarterback hits and it was all Luan's fault. Like they're all against him. And Luan told the story about how Chandler Jones and Buda Baker both rushed him on the same edge. And Buda Baker got to the quarterback and got a sack. And Chandler Jones like said, on like a low voice to him. was like, I told you so. And then oh. Taylor, Taylor Luan said that was like the worst he's ever felt in the game before. Oh, like he just knows he just got absolutely yeah, because, dominated. Because Chan, Chandler already had a sack. Right. And then Chandler told him how to get to the quarterback. He told Buda Baker how to get there. Yeah. Buda Baker got him. Absolutely dominated. Good. I hate Taylor Luan, so that's good. <laughs> I do not like Well, him. he's also a really bad person, like what he did Taylor in college is- oh, really? at Michigan. Oh. Yeah, he's a bad person. That's not good. Well, yeah. Um, other other baseball stuff. 
Um, Any other fighters? Jordan Alvarez signed a six-year extension today worth 115 million. That's 19 AAB. Uh, it's the largest contract for a designated hitter ever. It's also the fourth largest contract of a pre-arbitration eligible player. Um, it's it's a really big deal for the Houston the Astros. Biggest, kind of, yeah, it's the biggest deal Jim Crane's ever given out, is it not? It's the second biggest deal behind Jose Altuve's extension in 2018. Okay. Um, but it's it's a it's a big deal to the organization, a team that's not known to really extend players. But just to get through those arbitration years, he'll be 31 by the time he's out of the contract. Uh, Jordan is a top 10 hitter in baseball. Just the power he brings to the plate, just his presence. Uh, he's a designated hitter. He's the highest paid designated hitter of all time, playing a lot more left field the last two seasons. Um, just all around, you know, Peyton's talked about it a few times, but first base, first base should be in his future. Um, I don't know how, you know, they haven't done that in a couple couple seasons for him. Um, but, you know, this is a big move for the Astros. You know, someone like Kyle Tucker was expected to get one before him, but uh, good. it's a good job. For Wait, that's my guy. Alvarez. Yeah, Kyle my guy, Ty, my guy, Kyle, yeah. friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of the show. Um, so it's so worth worth it. You're saying worth. The oh, contract? definitely. It's it's it. I think the Astros stole. It's, it's an Astros steal here. And why is it so backloaded? Uh, it's just because they don't have they're, if they're going to try to contend the next couple of years, they don't want they don't want to just pay a lot to a guy right now. You know, no, makes a lot of contracts are like this. I more meant why on earth did he write his name down on a line that said you're getting paid seven million in one of these? Well, years. he was going to get paid like seven million next year, anyways. Oh, or probably more than that. But yeah. I, I think it was his first year of arbitration. Yeah, I just think it's mm-hmm. funny how backloaded some of those contracts are. At least you don't have a well dang. It might get deferred too. So oh. a lot of baseball contracts get deferred. So well, there you go. Yeah. Um, so shout out Jordan Alvarez getting the paper. Um, Kyle Tucker next. That's that's my guy. He needs a big deal. Triples. He gets he a probably, little, does he get a little triples, get Kenny? Yeah, he had the most triples yeah, in baseball in 2020. Yeah, that's why he's my guy. He's a triples guy. I'm a, yeah. big, I'm a big triples fan. Uh, Wait, I have yeah. another question. Is Jim Crane, isn't Jim Crane the Scarecrow? No. What's the Scarecrow's <laughs> well, name? Well, yes, but like, no. <laughs> wait. I guess. What do you mean? Like, yes, in the movies. His name is Jim Crane in the movies? Like it's definitely Doctor Crane. That's what I thought. I, it's Crane. Kenny, yeah, I think you need to like, look into the the GM here. Look into it. Yeah, see if might, how do you think the GM? Is, he's the owner. How, he's the how, owner. How has he gotten his money? Do we know? Uh, he has a. He actually has like a shipping. Uh, mm, like, shipping. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay, and it's kind of funny because a crane sorry. picks up stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, I crane get picks it. Picks up the shipping. Yeah. yeah. Or he made some spray that turns you insane. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Now he's a famous doctor. Yep, yep. Anyway, um, nice. Well, okay, are there other things, other baseball from around the the wide world of MLB? The draft, um, the draft is soon. Shout out Sam Horn. I was looking that up yesterday. Yeah, that's that's something that you should probably talk about. What did Drinkwood say about the draft yesterday oh, yeah. in his press conference? Um, yeah, it was at the uh, press conference for Eli Drinkwitz. Um, he just had a little media availability. He talked about... Um, the quarterback battle, Mizzou obviously got Jack Abraham, a uh, transfer who's played for like 17,000 schools. Um, but he also talked about Sam Horn. He said that he was not going to name a starter uh, before he, Sam Horn got the chance to compete for the job because he's obviously been in Georgia playing baseball, um, is going to play baseball at Mizzou and – or baseball and football at Mizzou – um, but he is mm-hmm. currently, I think, the 72nd ranked prospect uh, for the upcoming MLB 
draft. Yeah. So there's according a, to pipeline. So there's a chance he gets drafted. And what I'm hearing is from people I've talked to is like, depending on on what kind of contract he gets promised, there's a there's an okay chance. I mean, Drinkwitz, I I cannot obviously I'm not saying this is what Drinkwitz thinks. This is what I think. Um, it seems like there's a there's a chance he might he might go if he's if he's picked high enough, he gets paid enough. But well, yeah. I do think uh, there's obviously a non-zero chance it happens, but I mean, just thinking about it, like last year, a very similar thing happened uh, with Bubba Chandler, who was a Clemson QB commit. The Pirates took him in the second round and offered him $3 million, uh, and he did not, and he wound up foregoing his commitment to Clemson and went to the Pirates. Right. Uh Sam Horn's not going to get offered three mil. He's not as good as Bubba Chandler is. I still wouldn't really worry about it if I was a Mizzou fan. But again, all it takes is one team to really believe in Sam Horn uh, and offer him enough to maybe forego that. But I mean, now with NIL uh, deals as a forefront, he he's said multiple times picking a school that would let him play football and baseball was very important to him. I'm not overly worried about it, but uh, like you said, there's a non-zero chance for sure. Yeah, and honestly, it's yeah, no, go ahead. Kate. It's hard. It's hard to compete with NIL and especially an SEC school. Um, I, I, it's going to be a tough. A, a lot of people, a lot of different outlets have Sam Horn at different, like you know, slated at different mm-hmm. numbers. I don't know if at you know Mizzou affects that. I know Keith Law doesn't even have him in his top 100. Yeah, and he's he's like the big athletic guy, and Keith Law is a smart. A baseball guy with prospects, okay. especially the, the draft. So it, mm-hmm. it's just going to vary. Uh, he's going to get drafted no matter what. It just depends yeah, on where and what his and what his slot bonus is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what like drinks. Drink didn't seem super like, um, you know, nervous. He he mentioned he didn't give. Someone asked like if he had like a, um, like a date that Sam Horn had to like make a choice by, and he was like, no, you know, the players who are going to be here at fall camp are going to be here. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think they're just going to wait and see. Um, yeah, obviously it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. And he also made it clear that there is no, there is no presumed starter. Now it's a, it's wide open, wide open QB competition. Yeah. They, I mean, they love competition. They do. Yeah. He's going to say that, but it's going to be Brady Cook most likely. Um, we'll, we'll have to see though. Yeah. It's, it's exciting, exciting stuff. Um, uh, one thing I want to say that I know who sent the, uh, the question about um, Marcus Stroman, they DM me on Twitter and they said Peyton is coping. Who is it? It's our friend Kevin, who's been on the show a few times. Ah, uh, yes. I'm not coping. It's how I feel. He says you're coping. <laughs> you cope I'm with your feelings. Coping. Not coping. Not coping. Um, yep. Yeah, any, any last things? Any quick points? Nothing? I think so. Game two of the uh, finals. Who's winning? The Warriors. There's no chance in my mind that they are, go down 2-0. Oh, hockey. I want to mention hockey. Hockey's fun. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've been, I've been watching hey, a little talk, bit more puck with the NHL playoffs. Yeah. Take I like puck. Puck. Talk some puck. But, uh, Get on your puck is- stool. Talk some puck Go Rangers. I'm cheering for the Rangers. Who, who, get, who gets cold on the ice out there? Peyton, do uh, you think the, the team that – if, if a team wins but they don't win the SOG battle, do they deserve to win or should that win be foregoed? 
it depends on how close the battle is. Uh, like if it's if the team that has like four goals has like thirty shots on goal, and the team that had that lost and had three goals has thirty two shots on goal. Thirty two sog. Yeah, right. but if if a team has forty eight sog uh, and loses four to one to a team that has twenty two sog, that's a bit ridiculous. That's unreal. That that team should yeah. be kicked out of the league or suspended. Uh, for at least a week from from playing and have their games forfeited. I agree with you. And a banner should come down. Even if they've never won a championship, they put a banner up there and then take it down. Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is like a, speaking of that kind of stuff. Uh, this is like kind of like what my thoughts were with um, baseball growing up. That so like you look at runs, hits, and errors, and left on base mm. on like a box score. And so my actual like I would do a game score for each game I watch and see where teams like getting lucky or not. And so you add up hits and runs, you subtract errors and left on base, and sometimes teams that were actually lost had better game scores than teams that won. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why it's stats not. don't matter, and you just need to watch the game. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, this is a pretty cool news that just happened 31 minutes ago. I can't believe we didn't talk about it. But Connor Barwin was named the director of player development for the Eagles, former Texans oh, linebacker Connor yeah. Barwin. Shout out Connor Barwin. Him and Brian Cushing were uh, – Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Thanks, Peyton. This um, is just like Ildemaro Vargas was released. That was such an that odd. Week. That was one of the most odd best things Sorry. we've learned ever. That um, was my favorite thing. Oh, also. Uh, you made it a Ca- whole thing. Caleb Killian is getting promoted. Yeah, I saw that. Ooh. And I don't know how I feel about it. He's a, the probably the top Cubs pitching prospect. Ah. Uh, top 100 in some outlets. Uh, hopefully out. optimistic on him. Go we'll Caleb. see what happens. I was getting so mad the other day when I was searching through that Baltimore Orioles thread about this uh, number one prospect, and no one said his name. I was like, Badly I was like, please, someone just say his name. I don't know his name. I, well, I my issue good. was... My issue was I wasn't totally sure about how to spell Rutschman yet. I haven't really thought about it. So T S H or no R U T C H M A N, I believe. Okay, I didn't know if there was an S in there at all because it sounds like I there believe is. there is. I'm gonna look it up again. No, I was That's why I didn't read send what it. You're talking about Norton. The 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 it was the Baltimore Orioles brought up like some guy and he was like the number one prospect from a couple years ago. And I was looking yeah, through the tweet, and I wanted to know who it was. And they wouldn't; they didn't say the name. No one in the replies said the name. I was like, ah, oh, the Orioles suck. <laughs> yeah, it's Adley Rushman. Yeah. Uh, how has he been? Oh, he's been horrible. Well, well he's so a catcher. Good. He doesn't have to hit. He would have been better if I knew who no, his name he was. he has to hit. He has to hit. He, is, he was a number one overall prospect. He has to hit. Well, he'll start a no-name and stay a no-name, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who he is. It's stupid. Um, all right. That'll pretty much do it for us for Unwritten this week. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Um, yeah, everyone enjoy your weekend, and we'll see who wins game two. Hopefully, Iguodala gets finals MVP. Sayonara. Oh, my Lord. Can I get a hot take for KCOU bumper? KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Still love the night.